folks. Welcome back to the Sports Web Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio. And we are once again live in the group on Facebook, Sports Web Podcast. So get over there, check it out, and tune in. And right now, we are going to jump into our Sixers offseason and get you some preparation for the upcoming NBA draft. Um, uh, for the people that were tuned in to Heat100Radio.com on the World Wide Web, having a little technical difficulty, but we will shortly have that worked out. But if you can, and I know you can, get on over to Facebook and you can catch all of this right here. And as you know, if you miss anything, there will be audio going up later this week and there will be video going up later this week. But to begin, and I'm just going to throw this at you because I just posted it before I went on air today. There was an article put out And it stated that the Philadelphia 76ers organization has been unable to contact Ben Simmons so far this summer. Which, if it is true, is definitely not a good look for that situation. Considering the way that um, things played out for Ben Simmons going down the stretch of the playoffs. Where he was pretty much needed the most again we talked about it on the show pre prior to this where we mentioned that the way that he played could arguably uh define his legacy as um a player in the nba and what type of player he could arguably be in the nba so we're going to talk now and we're going to talk a little bit about the sixers thing So there have always and already been rumors. um, There were almost immediate rumors of the possibility of trading Ben Simmons. And I think that one of the things I mentioned, or if I remember correctly, one of the things I mentioned in that whole situation from the very beginning was that it would be somewhat hard because the Sixers would look to get an all-star caliber player back being as Ben Simmons has been an all-star player in the league nonetheless so I think by this point some of those trade scenarios and some of those teams have backed off because of the asking price of the Philadelphia 76ers and I don't blame the 76ers I don't fault them for that because if you're going to be in this predicament, you have to get the best deal that you feel is good for you or, the, or that works for you. So them asking for a an all-star caliber player in return, in my opinion, I don't think is too far-fetched. Um, I, I also believe that considering the way that Ben Simmons played and the way the season played out for him um, down the stretch, that it would be very, very difficult. And let alone um, the argument of how his value is seen around the league. But like I said, just the way he played down the stretch did not help or would not help the situation much at all, if any. And there's been a lot of talk about Dame Lillard 
Uh, and then more recently, there's been some other things coming up, some trade scenarios that I'm going to talk a little bit about. And it's just gotten to a funky situation. And like I said, the article that I just posted earlier this morning really, really does not help the situation uh, much at all. So there's a very good chance that Mr. Simmons could be in a 76ers uniform, excuse me, come October uh November when this, the next season uh begins. So some of the possible free agents that um have been linked or mentioned as far as interest from the Sixers. Uh this is just a list. Um I mentioned two I mentioned one of the persons on this list uh in my opening um and Doug McDermott there's also been some recent talk about Reggie Bullock, a uh, form of the New York Knicks. Then, of course, you have the Dame Lillard, the Kyle Lowry. T.J. McConnell's name has come up as well. Kelly Oubre, Kelly Olenek, J.J. Redick, and Nemanja Belica. Some of these guys have been on the Sixers before prior to this, T.J. McConnell, J.J. Redick. There was also somewhat of an agreement for Belica. Belicia to come, but then that had a falling out and that didn't materialize. So talking about the former Sixers, J.J. Reddick and the T.J. McConnells, uh, with T.J. McConnell, for instance, although he did grow as a player here, develop into a pretty decent backup point guard in his time here, it would be somewhat tough to see or a little intriguing or interesting to see where he would fit in on this roster now when you have the likes of Tyrese Maxey, who we have seen has been in the gym, who we have seen flashes from uh, on the court this past season, and who was a little bit more offensively adept at the game than TJ is. And this is no discredit to TJ because TJ worked his tail off to get where he is. But you have to take into consideration the thought process or try to try to take into consideration the thought process of the Sixers coaching staff and seeing what they have in Tyrese Maxey and where his ceiling is and his potential is right now. Like I said, he's a little bit more offensively adept than TJ was um, in, during his time here. And we move on to J.J. Redick, who was here for the Brett Brown era for part of the process. Uh, did some good things here. It got to the point where the Sixers felt like he was asking for too much money when he became a free agent. They didn't want to pay him that much, so he moved on. Um, and since has been traded and then released and is becoming a free agent again. I think he could help. It would have to be off of the bench. Uh, when he was here, because of the roster makeup, he was a starter. But I think he would come off the bench here. Uh, and people arguably say, uh, well, Seth Curry is the a bench player or was a bench player. But Seth proved himself, I believe, in this past season, averaging 18 points in the playoffs, shooting over 50% from the floor and over 50% or just at 50% from three-point land. So I think for this particular team and this makeup of this roster, he has earned that starting spot. So if J.J. were to come, it would be at a lesser pay rate 
than uh, probably what he would be expecting. And it would be a roll off the bench where they would have a bona fide score on that second unit. Um, I like the thoughts of the Doug McDermott, who does come in with some size and some shooting, who could also be a legit scorer on that second unit to go along with Tyrese Maxey. If they don't do something, they'll have somebody uh, start in place of Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Kelly Oubre, I'm not too sure about how I feel about that. Uh, Kyle Lowry, of course, would definitely, definitely be the starter at the point guard if he were to somehow end up with the Philadelphia 76ers. He would also give the Sixers that edge, um, that veteran leadership and that edge that was sorely missed throughout the playoffs and down the stretch. Um, he could also be another scoring option at that point guard position. Dame Lillard, of course, would do some great things for this team. But you have to take into consideration how would it play out because the Sixers would have to give up arguably so much in order for that to happen. And I have some scenarios that I'm going to get into in a second. And, you know, the Dame Lillard thing, like I said, would definitely be a godsend. But what would it do? I think it would somewhat deplete some of the talent on the team where you would have to give up a lot, a lot more than you, the Sixers, I think at this point are willing to give up to make that happen. So three um, of the most pressing needs uh, that are visually apparent for the Philadelphia 76ers right now are the backup point guard position, the uh, hybrid four, and a backup center. So we don't know what's going to happen with Dwight Howard, although he says that he would love to return to the Sixers. Um, I think that would be a good deal if there's another, like, maybe one-year or two-year deal for him to return. But it would have to be made known to him that he would have to give us a little bit more. Uh, not saying that he didn't have a, a decent season for us, but there were also some instances where he hurt us with, with some of the foolishness, if you will, um, that comes with Dwight Howard. He would have to put that in a bag and tuck it away and give us some good solid minutes that we know that he could give us um, as a backup center. Uh, the hybrid four, which is, I think, why Kelly Olenek is on this list and Belicia is on this list. Guys that can stretch, as they call them, the hybrid four or the stretch four. That, that can be that big, that can also shoot from the perimeter and play on the perimeter um, and create some more spacing for Joel Embiid um, in the paint um, as games progress. And again, like I mentioned, when the Sixers came fell out of the playoffs, the way the league is set up right now, you need these wing players, this backup point guard that can score and create his own shot, this hybrid four that can create their own shot or just another two guard or just wing players that can create their own shot because you cannot depend on your seven foot center to ultimately win you games late in games on the perimeter. It just doesn't work in today's NBA. So that's another need. Um, a player that can be aggressive off of the dribble and create their own shot which is where Dame Lillard and Kyle Lowry could fill in there. 
some of the mock trades that have been put out, and I wrote down one, two, three, four. I wrote down five just um, because of what I wanted to see and how I wanted to take a look at this. And some of them were a little a little strange. Some of them were a little like, uh, I don't think the Sixers are willing to do that. So let's get into that. And let's start with the, some of these mock trades. And the first one I'm going to go with in, in regards to Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. So if there was the possibility that this could happen, in this trade, and again, these are just mock trades or what is projected that would be asked for and the type of personnel that would be moved in these situations. The Blazers would get Ben Simmons, Shake Milton, Tyrese Maxey, George Hill, and two first-round draft picks. The Sixers, in return, would get Damian Lillard and Robert Covington. I don't think that is something that's uh, feasible for um, Daryl Morey at this current time. I don't. I think that's too much to give up right now. You, you would be giving up Ben Simmons, of course. Uh, Shake Milton, the youth of Tyrese Maxey, which they feel like they have something there. Now, just arguably, folks, again, I have a small gut feeling that Ben Simmons is going to be on this Sixers roster next year. And people will uh, debate me and say that we should move him, this, that, and the third. But you also have to take into consideration the things that he does well for this particular team. And I'm all with you. I'm with you all on the fact that his play in the playoffs as an all-star, as in a potential or alleged leader of this team was subpar, but he does so many other things. Well, where I feel like if you get the right other pieces, he could do some things. And again, I keep telling people and I've been telling people, ever since Brett Brown put the ball in his hands, that he is not a point guard. He is playing point guard. And think about that, let that marinate, and you'll soon understand what I'm referring to when I say that. So, arguably, with the Blazers, I'm thinking that a deal for C.J. McCollum would probably work out better as far as for the Sixers keeping some of their young talent, some of their assets. But we don't know what the Blazers are thinking. And we don't know definitely if Dame Lillard is wanting to be traded. Um, there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of back and forth where the rumors are out that he wants to be traded. He would request a trade. It's getting kind of close. It's getting late. So we definitely don't know if that's going to actually come to fruition. Uh, the second one with the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Timberwolves would receive Ben Simmons, Shake Milton and Grant Hill. The Sixers would get in return, uh, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. I don't know how 
that would really change much. Uh, I also just want to say this real quick. There's two trades right now that I see, and George Hill is part of it. I don't think that they move George Hill unless it's a deal that they can't ref that they can't refuse. Um, I think George Hill is owed another shot here because of the way he came in in a trade a little bit past the midway point of the season. But he came in injured, so he had to work his way in. And then by that time, when he could get to play, these younger guys had already uh, somewhat proven to Doc and the coaching staff that they can do some things in the minutes that they were getting. So it was somewhat hard to just snatch those minutes away from that talent base. And I think George Hill should be around um, to either challenge for that starting point guard position or to be a key player off the bench for this team in the upcoming season. Uh, the Sixers and the Kings. The Kings would get Ben Simmons and Shake Milton, and the Sixers in return would get De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. Something that could replace those two. Uh, you look at arguably, you look at position-wise, the way that they're playing now, the way they're being called as positions, Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is more the point guard that you need in the current NBA right now. When we know he'll shoot the ball, he can attack the basket, and he can run the offense. As far as the comparison between Shake Milton and Buddy Hill, Shake Milton did some things in the regular season, but didn't hold Pat through the part of the playoffs. He fell off a little bit. Buddy Hill has is a proven shooter, proven scorer in the league, so you can get a slight little upgrade there. The Warriors and the Sixers, and the Warriors have already since backed off of this trade, but this was allegedly the Warriors would get Ben Simmons, and in return, the Sixers would get Andrew Wiggins and Eric Paschal. Not really a great deal. It's not one of those things where you just jump at it. And finally, the Spurs and the Sixers. The Spurs would get Ben Simmons, and in return, the Sixers would end up with Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray. So those are just trade scenarios. And again, like I said, there are mock trades, trade scenarios that could arguably be discussed as I just discussed them. But one of the things that has happened is a, a lot of these moves have to be, at this point, offers that the Sixers cannot refuse. They have to be that way because you can't mortgage your franchise uh, and get back less than what you expect. Hence the reason they were asking a all-star caliber uh, player in return for a ben, in a Ben Simmons trade. So one of the other scenarios uh, was for two point guards, one being Kyle Lowry, who, again, like I mentioned, uh, would give the Sixers – the edgy, gritty, playoff-tested championship point guard that they would need to get them closest to the hump, than closer to getting over the hump than they already have been. Um, he can create his own shot. He can play defense. He can run the team. And he can definitely be 
one of those guys who could be a second scoring option to Joel Embiid. The second one, um, I have some questions about the Kimball Walker, and that was just one that was thrown in the mix. And arguably, a lot of people are going to immediately say the injury factor, which is one thing that I agree on as well with the Kimball Walker situation. But again, another point guard that can shoot the mid-range, has a mid-range game, that can create his own shot, can get to the free throw line, and can run an offense, and can do some things for you on the floor. But again, with the Kimball Walker situation, that injury uh, history comes into play. So we move into the NBA draft. And again, it's still going to be seen. There's going to be definite talk. There's now rumors out that the Sixers may go another route as opposed to not trading Ben Simmons and trading away the number 28 pick in the draft. But if they stayed at that number 28 pick, um, I have three mock drafts that give me who the Sixers could likely pick at that number 28 if they pick it. So some of the names that have been prominent um, for the Sixers in, in that 28 position are A.O. Dasumu, a guard out of Illinois, Nishan Highland, another guard out of VCU, Isaiah Jackson, a center out of Kentucky, and Trey Mann, the guard from Florida. Um, there's also been Chris Duarte, the shooting guard out of Oregon, Jared Butler, who I think would be great if the Sixers could somehow keep that pick and bring him in from Baylor. And then there's Greg Brown from Power Forward from Texas. So based on ESPN's mock draft pick, the number 28 pick for the Sixers could arguably be Quentin Grimes, the shooting guard from Houston, uh, which I think could possibly work. Uh, it would depend um, on the growth of Matisse Thibel and Tyrese Maxey and how they intend to incorporate George Hill a little bit more into either the second unit or the starting unit. Uh, draftnet.com says Trey Mann, the point guard out of Florida, whose name has been rising um, in the draft. And then SB Nation has uh, Nishan Highland, the guard out of VCU, who has apparently been rising as well. Uh, three trades like I just mentioned, that could be involving the number 28 pick as opposed to them trading Ben Simmons. So in essence, they would be keeping Ben Simmons and moving the number 28 pick. Uh, the Sixers and the Magic. Um, and again, I, I feel for these trades and I feel for George Hill, and I don't really don't like at this point any of these trades. It's just my opinion. Again, I feel like George Hill needs an opportunity here before they just immediately move him. I don't think he had enough time here to get fully accustomed, fully incorporated with the team and the system here. But in these three trades or these three mock trades or alleged mock trades that the Sixers could uh, make involving the number 28 pick and not Ben Simmons all have George Hill attached to them. So the first one is the Sixers and the Magic. The Sixers would get Terrence Ross. The Magic would get the number 28 pick and George Hill. That one is somewhat understandable because of the rebuilding state that the Magic are in. And they got rid of everybody else. They got rid of their all-stars. Uh, they got rid of uh, Aaron Gordon. They got rid of Vucevic. They got rid of Fournier. Terrence Ross is like the last one there. 
I don't think that George Hill and the number 28 pick is worth Terrence Ross. Um, and that's arguably because of the money issue, um, the contract that he has. The second one, Sixers would get Thaddeus Young. The Bulls would get George Hill, Shake Milton, and the number 28 pick. I think that's a little bit too much right now for Thaddeus Young, considering the stage of his career. George Hill and Shake Milton and the number 28 pick, I just think is a bit much. And the third one, uh, the Sixers would get Robert Covington. The Blazers would get George Hill, Paul Reed, and the number 28 pick. I, again, think that's too much for Robert Covington. We, we had Robert Covington here for a while, so we knew what Robert Covington was, and, and hence the reason that he was moved um, at the time that he was moved. So you think about all of this, and, and you look at two days, three days prior to the NBA draft, and there's going to be plenty of talk. There's going to be plenty more talk. Uh, I, I don't know fully. I have to you know, get some more info on that article I posted this morning if that situation is really true and how that's going to factor into what goes on leading up to the draft and into free agency. But I do think that the Sixers are going to continually be active. They're going to be on the phones. They're going to be listening to what they can get from a possible Ben Simmons trade, which I think that is starting, that fire is starting to dwindle out. Uh, now I think they're just moving on and f listening to what they can do with moving that 28 pick. I just don't want them to, to give up too soon on some of the young talent, i.e. Matisse Thybul and Tyrese Maxey. I also, like I mentioned when I gave you the scenarios, I also feel like George Hill needs the opportunity of a full training camp uh, to get fully incorporated with this team because I think he can do some things if he had the time. And the short time that he was here, I don't think was enough for him to get into um, a rhythm with this team and understand the coaching staff and get familiar with the players. So they have some free agents, the Sixers, their own. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, some guys that they have to make some decisions on. There are also some guys who could possibly be moved. I think Mike Scott's money could come off the books if he was moved or released. Uh, so there are some things that the Sixers could do. Um, there's also talk that they could possibly arguably move Tobias Harris but because of that contract, but I don't really think that that is going to happen because of the season that he had uh, throughout the regular season. So again, folks, it's going to be a lot of chatter in the next couple of days, in the next few weeks, arguably in the next few months. But again, a lot of teams have backed off of the Ben Simmons issue because of the price tag that the Sixers have been on. And I don't fault the Sixers for that price tag. I mean, we understand the business and arguably Ben Simmons, as far as regular season in his past young career, has been an all-star couple times has been defensive player of the year or on the defensive uh top on the defensive team first team so again i say there are things that he does well for this team i think he needs to be moved out of 
that quote-unquote point guard position and be the four but still be able to run offense through him which is what I think would work out better for the Sixers again because of the things that he does so well for the team and I think the coaching staff Doc Rivers Sam Cassell and the defensive coach Dick Yeager I think they understand that and again with Daryl Morey um at the GM spot or the president and Elton Brand as the GM but more so Daryl Morey being the guy that he is and, and the the resume that he has um and the familiarity he has around the league and the respect that he has around the league I don't think that anything is just going to be given away and that's as far as Ben Simmons and the young talent it's not going to he's not going to just give it away and take whatever you offer he's going to want almost if not completely comparable of what he would be moving so with that being said that wraps up our show for today. Folks, uh, my guest could not make it today, so we will reschedule. And just know that that, that topic that I mentioned to you uh, in the beginning is still on the top of my head. So if you have any comments or any concerns or any ideas and thoughts of how we um, as black men in our communities um, could change this thing and help our youth out with this senseless violence, Please do not hesitate to DM me um, at SportsWrap underscore D on Instagram. Do not hesitate to send me a message on Facebook in the group SportsRap Podcast. Do not hesitate to send me emails, um, SportsRap Radio, SportsRap at Yahoo.com, I'm sorry, to get your points out. Um, shout outs to everyone else that is attempting to help and do some things in our communities. Um, of course, Simply Monica, Rock the Barber in the Morning Rush, right here at Heat 100 Radio. Uh, Nina Capone, who sits in with them um, at least one day a week. Also, uh, Tone Trump, guys, guys and people that are out in the community trying to get a grip on what we need to get a grip on in our communities. We are and have lost way too many youth to the streets to senseless violence and we need to get that back. So it's something that's definitely on the top of my head. It's on my mind. It's in my heart. And like I said, the platform that I have, I intend to use that to try and come to some conclusion or try and get some things together where we can start to try and attempt to fix this. Because it's getting out of it's not getting it has gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of control. And we need to bring it back to where it's community-based, where it's not a fear um, or a threat on our community. We need our communities back because that's pretty much all we have. So with that being said, folks, 12.33, ending a little early today. And just keep that in mind, like I said to you. It's Monday morning, the beginning of the work week. Going to be another scorcher today. As always, be great on purpose you know where to find me at sportswrap underscore d on instagram and twitter on facebook the podcast the group page sports rap podcast the email sports rap at yahoo.com the web page is sports audio will go up on anchor iheart and most of your podcast outlets tomorrow or the next day later this week 
and visuals because of our technical difficulties will also go up on YouTube. Over on YouTube, Sports Rack TV. Get over there, check out some videos. Make sure you subscribe and like the videos that you like. And we will see you all week on social media. Right back here next Monday, 11 a.m. It's your boy D signing out. Peace.